Marco, Marco, Marco. Polo, Polo, Polo. I heard that for a couple of days in my head, Mark. Did you? You would think you're staying in a resort that costs, I mean, thousands of dollars. Their families couldn't afford to go. Uh-huh, yeah. You'd be safe from Marco, Polo, Marco. Oh, my God. And I will tell you, if you take a sock and you put some coins in it and you get it nice and wet, I'm telling you, man, you scream bat. Hit one of them in the head, they think it's a bat. Help, I'll get it. I'll get it. You're having net. Start scooping. Welcome into the Mark and Max Show podcast. Wow. Yeah. It's been about a week. It has, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Went to uh, CrimeCon, and yeah. uh, we'll tell you, Mark, it was uh, it was interesting beyond mm-hmm. anything. I, I, I'm, You know, it's funny when, and you know this because uh, we actually... Uh, don't we don't you we don't get to go participate in stuff because we're no, involved we in it yeah and so that's where you know i'm not i'm not complaining about that at all it's just the reality like when we, my kids were growing up they met artists from country music to rock to you know whatever genre i was yeah. playing at the time yeah. christian and thankfully the christian ones were they were old enough to appreciate them met all the artists and things mm-hmm. but they now go to concerts and enjoy them yeah. Whereas they, they dreaded it when they were kids because uh. <laughs> you had the worst, you, know, you got the worst seats in the house, yeah. you know, if you got to sit in the seat, oh, otherwise yeah. you were, you were in the wings watching where you can't hear anything. Right. Or, and or you're sitting, if you've got seats, you're in the balcony, you, yep. you're in the oh, cheapest yeah. seats in the house, you know, because yeah, they gave them to you. That's <laughs> yes, why. That's right. And yes. you were on now Think about this. You're on stage. Everybody, should, the only reason the guy who introduces the band gets applause it's because people have been waiting for a long time. They will yeah. applaud anybody that means the band is on its way. Yeah. And so they clap you up there. Hey, we're marking my And then you get we're done. closer to the concert. Right. We go <laughs> off the stage and the band comes on. Usually they'll high five you, low five you, give you an elbow, whatever. And hey, if, yeah, if that much, that, yeah. that used to be the day yeah. where you could say, and here they are, you know, right. you could say that. And then in the last 10 years or so, it's like, yeah. no. It's like, remember Danny Keatsman introducing, yes. you know, to giving uh, us our microphones and I'm trying to make conversation because I've met the guy before. I yeah. Said, hey, I met you at uh, safe at home at the field with yep. the Dawson and all this. Stuff. He says, okay. All right, boys, here's your microphones. Yeah. <laughs> he just went right into business mode mm-hmm. and shows us, shows us the, the screen on the stage and says, when it counts down to zero, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, I'm turning your microphones off and right. you're off the stage. <laughs> and all I can think of, and you and I have said this a lot to ourselves in the last couple of weeks, he has to be that way because yeah. sometime in the past, you know, <laughs> that's why. 
<laughs> That's exactly right, because there have been right. people who've manipulated. I actually stood on stage with a group of people from that same radio station we were at mm-hmm. one time as as one of our dear friends actually read the notes the concert promoter gave him to the crowd. He said, hey, this is the stuff. You know how they hand you the sheet? Yeah. These are the things we got coming up. And right. you know, because the guy who runs the concert has told you, you have three minutes, mm-hmm. right? You have three minutes. Do not introduce the band. That's right. usually what they say. Right. Do not. You have three minutes. Do not introduce the band because they have this big tape, you know, this big recording right. roll up thing that they've got coming. Yeah. And they spent <laughs> and a lot of time looked, putting that together, not for you to mess it up. That's exactly right. It's it, because it's worked for them. It works great. Right. They love what they're doing and the crowd loves what they're doing. They're not here. They didn't pay to see you. Right. Right. So, and that's something you and I have known for the t- whole time we've done that kind of stuff. They didn't uh, pay to see us. Let's get no. out of the way, you know, yep. but I turned around and looked and our buddy, our buddy, you and I, the guy both, you, we both love this guy. He's standing there holding this sheet of paper and he's reading off You're this long burn, list, man. list I know of you concerts. Are. I see flames around your feet, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I turned to somebody, there was somebody there who came out and set up a microphone or something and looked at us weird. And I said, yeah, we're reading the phone book. We'll be done in a little while. <laughs> All I could think of the whole time is, dude, why does he not have explosive diarrhea right now? Cause he's got constipation of the brain. You know, this is ridiculous. All oh right. gosh. Well, um, anyway, did crime con, it was a lot of fun. And, yeah. um, people are, are, it's really nice. Met a lot of really fine people, um, that had a, have a really good idea on what they're doing. Very passionate about what they do. Uh, the other part of this market, here's the sad part. There are people who go to these conventions, pay the money to come into a convention to pass out flyers and information about a missing loved one. Mm. And I wasn't prepared for that. I, I knew that it happened in other arenas, not in this, you know, they do. It's very expensive to go. Uh, for even a one day pass, you're talking a couple hundred dollars and they pay that so they can come in to hand you a flyer. And basically I, one lady in particular said, I want to introduce you to my brother. And I said, okay, great. Where is he? And she handed me a piece of paper. He's been missing for two years in Orlando. Like he went missing two miles from where we were. And she goes, we have no idea. And we get no help because every day an adult goes missing. That's the thing you see when an adult goes missing, it's like, they're not really missing. Because yeah. adults can do what they want. Right. And, yeah. and that's kind of the problem with it. There's just very, they don't have money to go out and look for every adult who left town. Uh, so any way you look at it, it's, it's a, it was a wonderful time. Lots of good people, but I was saddened by the number of people who have a loved one that's gone, that's missing. Mm, MIA. Yeah. All wow. right. Mark, I have to uh, say before we move, before yeah. we move forward, I mean, we can, we can bump yeah. that first story to after the first break here. Well, let's just yeah. chat about the last few days. Okay. Yeah. So right. you send me this picture. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm minding my own business, trying to be good. You know me. <laughs> Ding. I go look at my text messages. And there's this photograph. Actually, there's two. It's, it's, not, just, it's not just one photograph, not a single one. I get two of, of someone who really, all of the, every bit of the clothing that they wear should have a sign on the back that says, wide load. Because this person, Mm. this is a ginormous person who has clearly bought the largest size of whatever that is she's wearing, there is, and she's still stretching them beyond the safety limit. They're just, and you can see all of the dimples in every bit of the fat on this person. Uh. 
It's just, it's, you know, Jane says, just because they make it in your size doesn't mean you should wear it, right? And that's, that she, was not her the, size. That was nobody's was the, size, Mark. No, that was right. She's bigger than any size she could buy. That's yes. what I'm saying. She's, I'm, she's just oh. huge. And she's blocking the aisle on the airplane and everybody's having to wait. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> All I want, you know, Mark, th- it was so horrible because she actually didn't care. Did not really? care about anybody doing anything, didn't care about instructions, did not care and was rude and obnoxious to everybody. It was like, wow, you know what? You, you're actually really putting everybody here at risk. You know, if we have to try to get out, you're going to, pr- you're, you're going to be the reason I die. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not kidding. When, um, when we were getting off the plane, she made, it took forever to get on the plane because of her. And she kept saying, go on, go by. I'm looking down. It's like your leg is still in the aisle. And I don't know if, you know, I think that's flubber attached, but yeah, I can't get around it. Think about it, Mark. I'm not the most limber fella, you know? Yeah. I, I, and I try to hide my discomfort at walking a lot of the time, but by the end of this whole couple of days, I wasn't good at hiding anything, but I I, I was having to tame my mouth. The filters are all gone. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, may this is my thought. I'm going, maybe she's headed to Houston to meet up with Dr. Now and my 600-pound life people. Where are the cameras? Where are the cameras? That's all I was thinking. Wow. I'm looking at the pictures now thinking, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah she probably hits that level. She's oh, she's man. pretty big. Well, she's yeah. not. Okay, no. she's not this big. She's not like Jabba the Hutt. She's a big tub of goose eyes, oh. but she's dead gum She's close. more like Pizza the Hutt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think she did eat herself. Wow. It's so mm. sad, Mark. But, yep. you know, in reality, um, I don't understand why people are that are, are rude like that. Not considering everybody else. Look, I'm sorry that you're fat. I didn't do it. And if it's mm-hmm. a medical condition, which I doubt it, but yeah. when you're <sighs> screaming at grandchildren and children and you're holding up the whole plane, yeah. I think that, and the thing is the airline people are really caught because they understand that this one person is creating frustration in every other passenger and every yeah. other passenger that doesn't see because she had gotten towards, she loaded in first. She was supposed to load in last and hmm. loaded in first. And, or wow. anyway, look at it when we got, when we actually landed, dude, um, she was told stay in your seat until the plane is cleared. It, you know, if you're in a, a wheelchair, if you're blah, blah, blah. And they, mm-hmm. they actually did this in a way that they were pointing to her specifically without pointing to her. And <laughs> when we landed, the only people that actually were able to get out were like the first seven or eight rows because she got up. Yes. Yeah. She bottlenecked that thing. So after everything else, 30 minutes just to try to get off the plane, I'm sure wow. there were people in the inside going, what happened? Is there a terrorist on there? This is crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was just the way my week, that, that's how it needed to end. You know, that, that that's, capped off your time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, what capped off my time was being an idiot and going to the wrong side of the airport to get my car. That was what capped it off. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to go home. I just went, where's my car? You know? <laughs> yeah. Went to the wrong side. I didn't know there were two sides to get, you know, when they drop you off at the domestic right here, go there. I'm uh-huh. good. I've been going yeah. to that airport my whole life and I never, uh, <laughs> congratulations. Yes. It was a trip. All right, Mark. I will tell you one thing though. Yeah. The, uh, I know I've said that about 20 times. Let me tell you one more thing. I feel like Colombo. I just one more thing. So <laughs> on the way, uh, back and forth, um, getting in Orlando and being near Disney, the cost of everything goes up. It's not like if you're not, you know, if you're there and not going to Disney, it's kind of like, 
I can't imagine somebody that's down yeah. there on a business thing that is staying in a hotel near the Disney stuff. I don't know what it's yeah. like, you know, like inland stuff from the beach, you know, staying yeah. on the beach costs a lot of money going inland. You mm -hmm. can stay like normal things. I don't know if it's like yeah. that in Orlando, the further you I, get away from Disney. That's the reason that Jane and I look for local spots when we're down there. Mm -hmm. We try not to eat at chain restaurants because right. all of them are going to be jacked up, you know, yeah. and we try not to eat uh, in the parks if we can avoid it, unless yeah. eating in the parks is part of the experience. Right. Right. Because there's, yeah. that can be a thing. Right. Sure. So we will, we will look for local places and we have right. friends who live down there and we'll ask them, Hey, where's a good place to eat while we're down there? And right. we'll go find a local pizza joint or a, you know, a sushi spot or something mm -hmm. like that. And we'll yeah. just go find some local place to eat. And generally speaking, you can get away for less money than yeah. that. But if you're you staying know. at a resort, yeah. you're going to pay resort prices like you were, you, yep. you know, and you My know, I used night. to kid with you. I used to kid with you about Orlando being the home of the $20 hamburger. Oh, buddy. I <laughs> you saw it for it. yourself. <laughs> I Actually, Mark, I saw the $32 hot dog dinner. One <laughs> hot dog. Because wow. the first night I got there, um, I got situated and everything else. And, uh, there was, the, we had a dinner thing that evening and it, but it was social. It, it wasn't, um, it wasn't a pressurized thing, you know, and because there was alcohol involved, I was, uh, uh, I didn't have to go. It was not a requirement right. for me to be there. And so I, I thought I'm not, you know, I don't drink, but that's not about you. It's about me. It right, has yeah. nothing to do with you. And so I will not put myself in a situation to make you feel bad about drinking. I mean, sure. That's your, you know, and so. Yeah. I, I just sometimes just won't go and, uh, I opted not to because I just, you know, so I walked across this eight lane super highway leading to the world of Disney and yes. I, I don't know if you've ever seen Bowfinger when he had, when, the, when Eddie Murphy's character is playing the nerd and he has to run across the freeway <laughs> and he said, no, they're all stunt drivers. They'll avoid you. Don't worry about it. Oh, they're kind of <laughs> close. I ah, don't worry about the train drivers. They know what they're doing. That's what it was like to dodge. Okay. And Mark, <laughs> and here's the thought when you're standing there looking at eight lanes of traffic and nobody caring if they hit you because they're all from out of town and if they nick you, they're <laughs> going to keep going. Chances are they're going to get away with it. And in my brain, in my, I was looking across the traffic going, I can do this. I'll sprint over there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know the last year that I sprinted, but I think, you know, a bush might've been in the white house and it wasn't W. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that was a treat. So I go oh, to take man. that. I am not kidding. Mark. I actually started to go. Like I was thinking I can run and I'm not kidding. I got into the first lane and went, I can't run. I can't do this. Oh my gosh. And I actually thought I've come this far. I can't turn around and go home, go back to the hotel room with nothing. I got to get something. So I waited and, uh, I, I became the lady getting on the plane. I just don't care. Hit me. If you, you know, I hope you rented that car. If you hit me because I ain't moving, I'm done. I, wow. I did that to go to the Seven Eleven, So I could then pay $32 yeah. to get a bag of chips, bean dip, and a quarter pound hot dog that I swear was wow. not a quarter pound hot dog. It just wow. called itself that and yeah. $32. That's what that, and Oh, I did buy a, you know, I don't drink soft drinks and right. I bought a soft drink that was because I wanted to have something in the room. Just yeah. you know, they had caffeine yeah. in it. Yeah, thirty-two bucks for that. Wow! And I was there like, I wonder if they're even going to believe the expense report I turn in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't. I already don't believe it, and I'm doing it. 
Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit fda.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. Mark and Max Show podcast. This is, uh, it's not the podcast version of Seinfeld, show about nothing, but it's close. <laughs> the, uh, well, we've been gone for several days. You've been on a big trip, so. Well, we set yeah. out to do this to, to count down the election 2020, uh, well, 24. I'm so yeah. stuck in this because I can't believe, and I mean this, Mark, uh, I really do not understand how people can defend backing Joseph Biden. I do not understand how, uh, and I think about people, I give people the credit for being, you're an intelligent, adult human being. How can you, in all seriousness, think that this is okay? Fetterman is the same way. You know, just, we're talking about two men here. And on the age scale, Fetterman's fine. He's fine with age. But the guy, there's something really bad going on. Just from a humanity standpoint, Joe Biden needs to spend time with family and friends. They need to doctor him up and let him sit on the porch. Fetterman. Mark, I mean, he's, yeah. it's like watching flowers for Algernon it and is. you realize that, you know, they gave him the stuff and made him really smart, but it wore off and now he's going back. That's yeah. where he, it's, that's what we're watching with Fetterman. The thing, the thing with Fetterman that hits me is that he knows it's obvious that he knows he's, he's way, 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 way out of his league. Right. He knows he is out of the he's out of his depth, so to speak. Right. He is really not supposed to be there, but he is there right. and he knows how he got there and he knows nobody can do anything about it. And he's just kind of thumbing his nose at everybody. Hey, hey, I'm here. I get wow. that from him from time to time where he's he's mugging for the camera or something like, hey, I don't care. You don't care. I'm going to dress the way I want to. I may actually go take a bath, a bath in the public fountain out front of the Capitol, you mm-hmm. know. And they'll never do anything to me about it. Yeah. Never, you know. And if that's true, I I saw it differently. I will look into it. I'm going to have to find out how I really feel about it. I didn't even consider that an option. I really didn't. I really thought like Louis body syndrome when I read yeah. Dave's story uh, talking yeah, about yeah. what happened with him, yeah. where he was diagnosed with Louis body syndrome and he didn't uh, retire immediately from being an automotive guy. But his opportunities had gotten very small. He had yeah. once been a titan as a general sales manager at big yeah. car dealerships, and now he was having trouble with small lots. And yeah. he was—he didn't realize what was going on, and it took him a couple of years to realize that. Yeah, he once he was diagnosed, he thought he would still be able to function, and I'll come back mm-hmm. when I'm feeling better. And it just yeah. got worse until he retired yeah. and stated that one of the things yeah. of his diagnosis was an inability to actually be in the reality. It was yeah. believing in something that really isn't going to happen, and that is get better. So I think if Fetterman, yeah. I thought Fetterman was gone, really, not that not that it's a game for him. I thought this is very serious. It's very real. I could be wrong. I don't think that, because yeah. otherwise he'd be faking it. And I don't think, I didn't think he was faking it, but now I'm going to have to look. I'm going to see, is he, I'm Batman taking a pool in the hotel pool, you know, bonding <laughs> yeah. you know? I think he's, I think I, I've read uh, little snippets here and there that he is actually recovering slowly that he is improving from what caused this whole problem for him 
And I think okay. I think it's possible that he actually is, that he is slowly okay. recovering from the damage done by the stroke. Right. But at the same time, it's like he knows how he got there. And right. it's just like, okay. nee, nee, I'm yeah. here. What about yeah. Biden, though? Biden not only is old and corrupt and all that, but, you know, uh, they've actually changed his attire, you know, where Fetterman is wearing jogging suits everywhere. And did you see that over the weekend, a New York Post uh, journalist actually dressed as Fetterman and tried yeah. to get into the nicest restaurants in New York and he couldn't get yeah. in any of them. I saw that. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, but it was kind of like he, I, the fact that he dressed up like Fetterman. Um, mm -hmm. I, I would I'd be curious to know if he said he was, you know, Fetterman uh, impersonated him, you know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't think so. I think it would just be a dress. If it were me, like if mm -hmm. I was doing yeah. that, it would just be the dress code thing. Right. You know, to see if anybody else could get away with it. Right. And of course not. Because yeah. he's, he's yeah. a special character, a special, right. you know, special needs character. Right. And they're going to make exceptions, yeah. hello, for him. But so, see, well, yeah. Biden, um, he, they've actually allow, uh, put him in situations to not wear uh, dress shoes because they're slippery on the bottom. They've actually put him in tennis shoes. They actually have changed. That's interesting. The, yeah, they've actually changed where he gets into Air Force One helicopter. Yeah, if you've noticed, instead of going up by the uh, by the pilots are in the the yeah. front half, it's the back half where it's lower to the ground and requires right. fewer steps. Yeah. And they've done this in a number of cases now with regard to Joe Biden uh, to prevent mm. slippage and things like that. But they can't wow. prevent stuff coming out of his mouth wrong. You know, he was. Yeah, I, I don't remember what caucus he was speaking to, but he, I think he was speaking to the uh, uh, the Hispanic caucus, and he. Sorry about the African-American caucus or something, you know, he got it all backwards and messed up. And I mean, that's yeah. been Biden's he's done that for years. Uh, it's yeah, always, I mean, it's been a, I think yeah. he might be one of those people taking medications for Alzheimer's and has been mm -hmm. taking it for a long time. And it's just, now mm -hmm. he's too old. Sundowners is approaching and the Democrats think this is okay because they're, it is the Godfather. It's just the yeah. strings next to the puppet. That's all it is. Yeah. It's interesting that they've uh, changed his footwear because if, if you remember, the the left and the leftist press made a huge deal out of the way uh, Trump walked on a metal walkway mm -hmm. going up to a stage or going down from a stage at one point. Remember mm -hmm. where he was taking slow steps because he's wearing slick sole shoes and he's on this metal ramp right. and he's, he's he was you, you you're taking very short calculated steps to make sure you don't fall and yeah. bust your backside. That would be and me. he said, that's what he was doing. You know, yeah. Yeah. it was slick, slick. I was taking, yeah. taking it easy. And they took, and everybody said, look, see, he's too old. He can't handle right. this. Look at the way he's walking. But now they're yeah. not even mentioning the fact that they've changed Joe Biden's footwear. They've changed the stairs on the, on the, uh, on air force one. They've right. made all these accommodations for him because he really is incapable of, of, of doing that's things right. he needs to do on a daily basis. Right. Very sad. Yeah, just very sad. And disappointing that people care more about power than people. And mm. if you, I believe if you're going to be a, a leader that remember the book servant leader, what a great book, you know, mm. it's just, they don't want to lead. They just want to own and, and push and got whatever. Anyway, power and um, control. Yeah. It's horrible, Mark. It really is so sad. And I will tell yeah. you that uh, over the last couple of days, one thing I did learn is there are good people in this world who do things without any acknowledgement. They mm. do it without anybody helping. They do it at their own expense because it's the right thing to do. And I'm talking about crime con, but it applies to every field there is. There's always going to be somebody willing to do the dirty work without yeah. anything other than I'm trying to help because the family needs help. And saw that with a number of cases where there were missing persons, you know, and I saw the people who had glommed on to others to help them kind of thing, yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah. 
It's amazing. It really is. We still have, I believe, our heart and soul, the American people are good people. I do think that some are ridiculous, and they always have been. There's always been more on, you know, since the Jamestown settlement, Mark, when yeah. the, you know, the first, go see the first colony out in the, uh, in Eastern North Carolina, every actor worth his salt has been a part of that cast at one time or another, uh, including Andy Griffith, who did it for several seasons, I think. But when you look at how they planned their trip to come here to the, to the U S you know, where they were going to stay, they had this mapped out for years. They had to save their money, pull it all together. And they decided they were going to build the first commune uh, in, in America. And the mm -hmm. reason was we have to depend on one another. We're all a part of this. And they met, it went on for a couple of years of planning strategy. And so they had everything they needed in the people that were coming. And when they got here and it was all for one and one for all, everybody will pitch in. I'm a great farmer. That's me. I'm a great builder. That's me. You know, the whole nine. Yeah. And but when they got here, you had the, here's the settlement. We're here and it's the first couple of days. Everybody's doing, you know, here's the plan of attack, right? We got to protect ourselves. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. And the first couple of days they did it. But within a very short period of time, old Dave over here, he wants to sleep in today. His back's bothering him. He doesn't want to get up and do his part. And eventually, and then you had, here's Mark over here. He wants to expand because we need a fence that goes out further so we can have bigger crops and have better blah, blah, blah. And so Mark was willing to work 16 hours a day where we couldn't even get Dave to work for eight hours a day. And it fell apart very quickly, very quickly, because no matter mm -hmm. what happens, a third of the people will truly want to excel. They will push boundaries. They'll work harder. They'll stay late. They'll do it because it's in their nature to do that. Others will do exactly what they've committed to doing. They'll feel fine about that, but they really have other things in their life that are just as important to them. So they're going to honor their commitments, but they're not going to stay late because that's not yeah. what they committed to. They agreed yeah. to do this and they will do that. And you can count on them for that. That's, that's a third. all they'll do. Yeah. Yes. And then you have the other, and that's okay. We all agree this is what we're going to do. Good. Then you have the third that will not do anything. They won't, they don't honor their commitments. They do, they find an excuse for everything. When they do help out, they slow down everybody from their complaining. Uh, they always want to have a meeting to discuss how they got their feelings hurt or their toe clamped on or something. And those people. And so that is our society right now. It's always been that way. It's not going to change. The problem is, we have to have more people willing to dive in and start attacking the leadership of this country for what they're doing to us, not for mm. us, to us. Go yeah. buy, go buy groceries. That's Joe Biden. Why do, have we had 104 distribution food distribution centers in the United States of America go up in flames since Joe Biden took office? Mm. Why? That's why yeah. our food costs so much. Yeah. It, it's they didn't just spontaneously combust. There was arson. If you have, look, have one or two, sure, every plant has a fire. Got it taken care of. But my, massive fires that totally wreck an entire distribution hub and nothing. You can't even yeah. read about it, Mark. You can't even read about it in the press. You have to yeah. dig for it. Yeah. It's not there. I, the and way, the crazy thing about that is if you're you. digging for it, if you're digging for that information, the places you're going to find it are the places that all of the supposedly credible yes. news sources will tell you are not credible. Right. They're the yep. conspiracy theorists and things yep. like that. That's there it. is a little bit to that. Yeah. There's some of those yep. guys who get out there yep. on the fringe, you yep. know, that, I mean, we're talking tinfoil hat territory, yep. but when they're right, they are very right. And you know, they're Martin, right about this. There's something well, very. 
hanky going on with food distribution in this country right now. You know, in the last, in our lifetime, when we were kids, if somebody spotted a UFO, uh, they would be mocked. Okay. Mm. It would be, a, nobody took them seriously. It was a mocking and it was pretty severe mocking and people would lose careers if they stuck to their guns. If you're a pilot and you said you saw a UFO, you weren't, you were going to be at a desk. You were never flying again. And you knew that because that's what happened to people who told yeah. the truth. And over the years, more and more people have gotten information. The digital age has helped with some of that. It's also hurt some of that. But now that the government is actually talking about these UFOs, and they call them something else now, but mm. um, the bottom line is if, if you see a UFO, you know, I've, I've seen airplanes and helicopters my whole life. Never seen this. I'm not saying it's yeah. alien. Just saying, I don't know what it is. Right. It's doing things I've never seen. And yeah. the government used to be able to take, and when Mark Congleton turned something in like that in Gulf Breeze, Florida, while he's on vacation, where they see all these UFOs for a long time, it's like they would say the guy that's taking the pictures, the guy telling the stories, he's an alcoholic. Everybody knows that. And they yeah. would trump up charges. All of a sudden, yeah. he's got DUIs with no alcohol in his system. He's a drunk. They yeah. keep him in jail because he's a drunk. He becomes the laughing stock so that he cannot be believed. And they do it within 30 days of that first claim. Yeah. 30 days. Your career is yeah. gone. Your everything. That's what they've done for decades. Now. Now, in, insert any other thing in the place of UFOs. Insert yeah. any other thing. And that's what's happening now. Is if we you, never walked if you on point the moon, Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's, <laughs> it's all, in, all your head. in your head. Yes. <laughs> if you point out anything that you have spotted and you see a consistent pattern and you realize what's going on, it you start putting the pieces together and ding, the light bulb comes on and you realize oh, that's what's happening. And you get public about it before long. This is you. This, oh yeah, you know, he, he kicked his dog when he was in high school. He, mm -hmm. he didn't show up for a date with this girl. He's never, he's never been dependable. That sort of a thing. I mean, they'll pull out your, and we know this from experience. They'll pull out your high school yearbook and the things that you wrote as a stupid teenager to use against you as an adult. We saw that with a Supreme Court justice nominee. So wow. ladies and gentlemen, this is the world we live in today. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. The Mark and Max Show podcast. I miss talking to you over the last few days, Mark. Yeah, same here. I think you used yeah. to it, you know. Had a birthday over the weekend, didn't I? Or yeah. was that a week ago? That was a week ago. Oh, it was ago. Andrew had a birthday over the weekend. Yeah, My son, yeah. Andrew. You know, it's like when you don't really celebrate your birthday, um, it does kind of get lost like that. I only, right. I really, yeah, but Andrew had a birthday over the weekend, and I, it took a moment. I was by myself, you know, and I was thinking about what I was doing the day he was born. I don't know if y'all do that or not but just reflecting on life. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. I did that because, you know, I talked to him on his birthday and it was great. Enjoyed it. Great conversation. So proud of him. You know, I'm so proud that my children are better than me, <laughs> but it made me, I got real emotional about it for some reason. I don't know if it was because I was alone, you know, in a hotel room, tired. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I know that, um, as I was walking back from the convention to, you know, I was done for the evening and there was a family, 
Uh, and this goes back to my initial thought, how can you bring a family to this place? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a convention about people killing other people. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm t- yeah, I'm talking about the people staying in the resort. Oh, that in the part resort. Of Crime yeah. Con. yeah. Oh, how can I'm you sorry, afford actually, to bring a family to right. this place? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding, Mark. And there was a family. It was a husband and wife, and they had two kids. And now the husband looked a little bit older than the wife. Okay. But I'm not saying anything ugly about that. It's just that happens sometimes. But he did look a, like, he looked a little bit older than her, which, you know, explains maybe the money. I mean, maybe he had, and, and mm-hmm. they had two kids. And as I walked by them, I didn't want to say it, but I, I'm such a pawpaw and such an, uh, you know, my kids are gone. And I'm, you know, and as I walked by, I, I looked at them. They're like, it was so fun. They were having a great time. Just, yeah. it was just their nuclear family, mom, yeah. dad, two kids in the evening by the pool talking. Yeah. And. Yeah. I was like, I hope they, I hope dad really is in the moment Mm. because we spend so much time not being in the moment. We spend time thinking, I got to get this project done. I got to do this. The kids are there. I just need your attention, but I'm not in the moment. So I'm focused over here and I don't have that, you know, I, and that's all I could think about was I hope, I hope he's there. And even in, even in that situation, in that scenario, in a place like that in Orlando, Florida, Mm odds are that most dads in that moment are sitting off to one side on their phone planning the next day. Right. And so they're really not, they're not in the, it was going to be a thousand extra dollars. (laughs) That's right. I didn't know I was going to have to make reservations to ride this little dinky two minute ride, (laughs) you know, seven hours before I can get on it. You know, I don't have another thousand. I can't do it. I just wanted hot dogs for the kids. I didn't know it was going to be $7,500. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that was so funny you know and yeah so that was it was fun and i hope everybody had a good time but i will tell you there there is a point in time in life where you do i did anyway and it was it was kind of neat to feel that way about my children and realizing where they are now you know yeah very yeah. very proud of them all right yeah now mark we do have a, a, a 2024 election coming out, which is why we started this podcast right to look at these candidates because some of them are actually potentially really good possible leaders, but they're not ready to be the president. Right. Uh, they're, I don't know why they think, I don't know why they think they could win. Did they, yeah. are, are they in the race to build their national stock? I don't know. I, 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 I it all boils down to money for me. I yeah. mean, I just, I really think there's a lot of money involved and yeah. uh, lots of big donations, lots of millions and millions and mo- millions of dollars flowing here and there. And, I really, I can't prove it. This is one of those things that my gut just tells me that there are banks account, bank accounts in the, (laughs) in the Cayman Islands that (laughs) that are filling up. You know what I mean? Oh, buddy. (laughs) And some of these guys, they're going to, they're going to have their political careers and then eventually they're going to retire. And somehow they managed to retire really, really well, you know? (laughs) Well, it's interesting because as we went through the first debate, uh, that Fox news did, and I'm kind of glad that this is what's happening with the Republicans before when we watched the regular alphabet networks doing the debates, it was like all of the candidates having to fight all of the questionnaires, you know, it was mm. because they, that it was a debate that got us George Snuffleupagus talking about the Republican war on women. That was during yeah. a 2012 yeah. debate session. Okay. Now it's a uh, Fox. I think that they're a step above those guys in, in their reporting for the most part, but not a big step. And anymore, it's like a very small step, but, um, the problem with what the Republican thing now with the debate is that they didn't, 
had a whole bunch. Remember, they had like two or three tiers in 2016 of the candidates. Yeah, they, they, they had the tailgate candidates that couldn't make it to the main stage and they couldn't make it to the second stage. But now they're doing that tailgate thing. Um, wow. This year, only seven. Yeah. Only seven people qualified for the second yeah. debate. Yeah, one that's coming up tonight. A total of seven Republican candidates have qualified for the second GOP presidential debate. Um, wow. that, that would be uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Nikki Haley, uh, Mike yeah. Pence, Tim Scott, Chris Christie, who I don't know how he has time for the debate because he's following Trump all over the country to confront him, and uh, Doug Burgum, in case you don't know, he's the governor of North Dakota. He's that guy that he's who? He's the last one of the, who is that guy? Wow. You know what wow. I mean? Yeah. The, the others have all left now, so <laughs> they can't qualify to get in the building anymore. The only one left is Doug Burgum. Wow. <laughs> the rest of them all have name recognition. Um, that's happening Man. tonight. All seven candidates uh, did participate in the first debate in Milwaukee. Uh, the criteria to take part in the event was much stricter this time around compared to the first time around. Uh, and some didn't make the cut because of that. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson failed to meet the qualifications for this one. Um, it's happening at 9 p.m. Eastern at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California. Yeah. But, you know, As, Mark, the, the actual credentials or the, you know, the, the threshold to meet to be on the main stage is yeah. not that. If you want to win the nomination of your party and be the next president of the United States of America, you should be able to hit these numbers. They're not oh, yeah. right. They're you not big. Got to have 50,000 unique donors uh, to their principal presidential campaign committee or exploratory committee, including at least 200 unique donors per state or territory in more than 20 states and or territories. So you think about that. You've got to have at least 200 unique donors mm -hmm. in at least 20 states, at least you 20 don't, states. You, you're not going to you have no chance to win. That's right. Why, why even, why even show up for work? You know, right. There's <laughs> no sense. Yeah. yeah. Good. Take what the, money you can that's in your account right now, go on vacation right. and then come back and announce you're dropping out of the race. There you no, go. Or, or go ahead and move it to the Cayman Islands account. <laughs> After your vacation in Hawaii, you that's know, exactly I'm, I am right. campaigning in Hawaii. Wink, wink, nod, nod. All right. Mark, I'm, I'm going to vacation in the Cayman Islands. That's where he's going yeah. to set up the account. He's moving the money to. <laughs> I'm going to have to pull up the whole list of all the people that were actually involved in this before we started the debates, you know, mm -hmm. when we first started doing the show to see who didn't make it because to be honest yeah. with you, it was seven, every one of those except, well, uh, the Burgum guy from North Dakota, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and Vivek Ramaswamy. I didn't know either of those guys when we started, but right. Doug Burgum, I'm, I mean, good for him. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's yeah. big in the flyover States because I don't, I've never heard of him before, but to right. be honest, yeah, I could well, find you know, North Dakota on a map. <laughs> But there'd have to be a couple of states around it that had names right. on, the, on the map. I, and this should tell you something. I don't remember who these people are. I remember two of them. All right. I remember a Larry Elder who didn't make the first debate and, right. and, fi and, and sued because of it. Right. And then there's the governor or the, the mayor of Miami. Mayor of Miami. Uh, Suarez, yeah. Suarez. Yeah. Right. That guy. And I don't remember anybody else. Rico so, Suave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they've also got a polls at least 3% in two national polls or 3% in one national poll and 3% in one early state poll from two separate early voting states, uh, <laughs> Iowa, wow. New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina, to be eligible for this debate tonight. Um, and that's a bit, they had to do, what was it, 1.5% for the first one, I think was yeah. what it was. And now it's, it's double that, right? It's still um, very low. Yeah. 
Yeah. And still, in spite of all this, Trump's like, nah, not going to be there. Yeah. He's just not going to do it. You know, why he says he? people know who he is. Why should he go? Yeah. He's just yeah. going to get a bloody nose. If he got nothing good comes out of it. It's no. like, there is that you talk about, there is no reason for him to go. And no. it's just like, if you are the president and you're running for reelection, why would you get on a debate stage with other candidates wanting to usurp your power? You've already won. You're already the president. Why would you actually debate anybody else? I, yeah. I don't have a problem with that at all. I mean, you've got, I don't, you've got I, to, with the way Trump gets treated by everybody, Mark, really. Yeah. And we know we've already seen what's happening now is that the, the RNC is trying to make this everybody pile on Trump, right? It's yeah. let's, let's, let's get him out of the mix. And here's the problem with the, that thinking from the RNC. And that is that nobody else in the mix can win, right? They can't, they've, yeah. it's already, I, you take Trump out of the picture. Then people are, are I, I have a feeling there's going to be so much voter apathy that yeah. uh, no, that, that half the people who would show up won't show up just because Trump's not in the mix. Right. So their candidates can't win. No. So they need to I, get behind Trump. You know, I they really need to Scott Walker was smart. in the race. I really do. Yeah. It's, yeah. Maybe but he, if, he may be too well, smart. Donald, <laughs> <laughs> no. Donald Trump in August, by the way, um, he actually did say, and Mark has this in our notes. He announced in August that he wasn't going to take part in any of the debates. And his reasoning right. was real simple. Everybody yeah. knows who I am. They know the job I did as president. Mm -hmm. But Donald's way of saying that is, hey, they already know what a successful presidency I had. You know? Yes, exactly. Yes. It's not he enough also to say everybody yeah. already knows what I did. It's like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. They know about the indictment. They know about the, what was it, last night that came down? Uh, him and a bunch of other people close to him that uh, they were scamming people for years and knew they were yeah, doing right. it as a scam. Sure. I mean, yeah. Every day uh -huh. it's another. He knew he was scamming. Yeah. He's a con man. Yeah. Oh. And the, you know, what gets me about all of those accusations is they all go back to something a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and you would think, you would think that some something would have come up and something would have been done about it way before now. Yes. Which I is kind of like, like the... That Yes, when I was a junior in high school, there was a party at my friend's house, and Pat Benatar's Hit Me With Your Best Shot was playing, and underage drinking was taking place, Mark. I was there. I, yes, I did. We never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head.